It has attacked her family. It picked up Sean. It killed your father. And haunted her dreams. <gasps> when it killed Sean, I knew with absolute certainty it had come for him. Now, there is one last battle to be fought. We're heading straight for it. He's gonna hit us! Lorraine Gary and Michael Caine. Jaws. The Revenge. This time, it's personal. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday at theaters everywhere. Yo, what's up, everybody? Nez back for another ESPs. Jeez Louise, kids. Sorry, if you, if you hear crying babies in the background, it's bedtime. So what? Uh, East Society's uh, 12 Random Days of Christmas. We're back with another one. Um, I'll talk about the movie for a little bit, but there's something that I want to read. Uh, it's, it's uh, I don't know. The way I read, it probably take uh, all night, but uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, but this is from the website, The Daily Jaws. And when I say Jaws, some of you know, some of you don't know. But uh, let me let me grab this uh, film from the library. And this is a film that came out in... 1987 uh, produced and directed by Joseph Sargent starring Lorraine Gray, Lance Guest, Mario Van Peebles, Karen Young, and the great Michael Caine. And with all that, you know, it's Jaws the Revenge. Why am I talking about this film during the holidays? This film is set in December in the holidays, Christmas time, uh, at Amity Island, then on down to the Bahamas to uh, end the film. Uh, I'm sure it happened into Christmas, maybe even afterwards, because there's a scene in this where they were down there working uh, in the Bahamas on Christmas Eve that they say in the film. Um, but let me read this uh, article that's on the Daily Jaws. Uh, this is something that came out uh, last year, uh, article written last year. Why Jaws the Revenge is a, is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas film, been there, bought the t-shirt, or should that be white vest? All right. <laughs> like Jaws the Revenge, it is a film set at Christmas and features numerous festive elements. To be fair, uh, the John uh, McTiernan action Classic probably does have a greater claim, but non nonetheless, the third Jaws sequel does feature numerous Christmas nods. For starters, it opens a few days before Christmas in a town in the town of Amity and is early in full festive swing, complete with carol singers uh excuse me, singing the first uh Noel, who Act as an effective cutaway as Sean Brody is attacked by a great white shark after attempting to move some flotsam, or was it a Christmas log? It's actually quite a disturbing scene, uh, a time associated with one of the safety of love and family, and when we get shark carnage, loss of family, being torn apart by grief. 
All right. That scene in the beginning. Uh, Sean Brody, the, the youngest of the Brody brothers, my, Mike being the oldest. Um, he is a deputy now in Amity Island. His dad has since passed and retired. I wonder if they let him retire because after Jaws 2 or the events of Jaws 2 before he killed the shark, he got fired because the, the mayor and all those guys just gave him a raw deal. So he wasn't the chief anymore. Who knows? Maybe after he destroyed the shark in the second one, they reinstated him. I don't know. They never really go into it. But uh, Sean, there's they said there's um has something in the water. Uh, like a log or something it's blocking up the channel can you go out there and get it it's uh sometime during the holidays uh because in the beginning of the film you see everyone the christmas crap everywhere all over the town uh the singing the carolers are out there singing which it was kind of a a disturbing scene um he's out there getting it then the shark comes up and bites his arm off so he's ah screaming and yelling as you hear the first noel singing in the background that's <laughs> all so, but yeah, that's pretty much the end of, of Sean right there. So that was a, a way to kick this film off. I did see this the night it came out, and it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I know a lot of you, and maybe some of you like it, but I know a lot of you don't. And there's plenty of things. Ah, oh, this ain't a Christmas movie. Just because it's not Christmas themed doesn't make it a Chris does does not make it a Christmas film. Or you know what I'm trying to say. It's late, everyone. Um, but uh, the the films that I'm covering, yeah, the first two Jingle All the Ways, that was a, those were Christmas films. But uh, Die Hard, I mean, we we've covered that one. I don't know how many times. Check out the Action Returns from I think it was last year or the year before. I don't remember. But when we did that one, of course, that's that was Christmas Eve when the the takeover of the Nakatomi Building. Um, Mike and I are probably gonna do a. Uh, commentary maybe maybe not i don't know but we are doing a commentary track for this uh random days of uh, 12 random days of christmas but anyway back to the article uh prior to this we have a lovely scene of ellen sean and his fiance walking through the festive streets of amity wishing people merry christmas and organize eggnog drinks in the week uh sean's even saying how he's going to get a big tree and all the old ornaments take all the yeah, going to get a big tree and all the old ornaments down it's directly after his exchange. Sean pops into the office, Amity Island PD, where he uh, we see the new Polly next to the picture of Chief Brody. Uh, we even get a, a a Lenny name check. Jaws of Revenge may get an awful lot of of stick, but these scenes on Amity once filmed on in uh, once filmed on Martha's Vineyard have real heart and a quite lovely again. There's all kinds of things in the background. You see Christmas trees, you see wreaths, and and this and that. So, I mean, it's already set that this is uh, during the Christmas. The movie actually came out during the summer, I believe, uh, when I, I remember seeing it in the summertime. Um, I, should, I guess I should have all that pulled up, but I don't. Uh, it may be a bit of a Hallmark Channel feel uh, feeling about it. Even the blossoming romance of Ellen and Hoagie does, but it, uh, but I like it all the same. After Sean's death, we even get to welcome back Mrs. Kittner and Mrs. Taft in a nice a hark back to the original three there to comfort Ellen in her loss. See, even after all these years, Amity really does mean friendship. All right. Um, Mike and his wife and his daughter show up uh, at the house. Uh, Ellen is outside just looking at the water, and we see Mrs. Kittner 
and um, what the hell was that lady's name? Mrs. Taft. Uh, Mrs. Taft. I think she. I know she was in the first two. Um, she was that really super tan lady, and she was one of the ladies in in, in the town's meetings. And I think she was in, in the council on the second film. Uh, but Mrs. Kittner, you guys know her son uh, got killed in the first film. Um, Mrs. Kittner, I, I can't remember her real name, but rest in peace. Uh, I know we lost her earlier. It wasn't last year. I think it was this year, but uh, we lost her to uh, COVID. Um, rest in peace, Miss Kittner. Um, all right. Michael, Michael Brody returns to Amity for the funeral of his brother and convinces his mom to return with him and his family to the Bahamas. Something not all of us will be able to do this year uh, for the remainder of Christmas. Again, this was written last year and into the new year. Uh, the cold, the winter of Amity is replaced the warmth by the bright sunshine, but we are still very much in the holiday season. We even get presents exchanged around the tree, so still very much a, a movie set at Christmas. Yeah, they, the film took a huge turn from the nice, cloudy, cold weather of Amity Island to the Bahamas, where it was all nice and clear blue water and just fun in the sun and jaws. I don't know nothing much about sharks, um, especially these, these great whites. From what I understand, they're cold water sharks, but I've never been to the Bahamas. But when this film came out, everyone's saying, or even in the film, they're like, what's he, what's a great white doing down here? The water's warm. I don't know. I didn't make the movie. So, has there ever been great white sharks down in the Bahamas? Dad, I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, in the Bahamas, Hoagie Michael Caine, a few years before the Muppet Christmas Carol exploits its parentheses. Uh, in the Bahamas, Hoagie and Ellen uh, attend a Junkanoo parade. I think that's how you say it. A local celebration that takes place every year in late December. Of course, Jaws' Revenge isn't a Christmas film in the traditional sense of the word, so it's never uh, going to be sold next to Home Alone or Miracle on 34th Street or Elf. Um, back in the video days, I remember putting Jaws of Revenge in the Christmas section during Christmas time and I'm being a little asshole kid that I was. <laughs> uh, I'm sure somebody moved it back, but anyway. Uh, but if you fancy mixing up your festive theme features well, with those that are also set around the Christmas period, then yes, it is much a Christmas film as Die Hard is a Christmas film or Trading Places, Lethal Weapon, Iron Man 3, Dark Angel, The Conjuring 2, or yes, even Invasion USA. All right, really quick. Uh, Lethal Weapon we covered on Action Returns. Invasion USA, I have not seen that movie in a real long time. I've Totally forgot that was set during uh, the holidays. Uh, Dark Angel as well. Um, I think that one was uh, uh, Come in Peace. I think that's the one uh, they're talking about. But anyway, Trading Places uh, that happens uh, starts like right before Thanksgiving and rolls into uh, Christmas and New Year's. Awesome film if you guys haven't seen Trading Places. Um uh, where am I? It's not on the, the nose Christmas-themed horror like Santa Slay or Black Christmas or Silent Night, Deadly Night either. And what I like about the subtitle use of Christmas uh, in Jaws of Revenge is that it gives an uneasy undercurrent despite uh, Sean's death. It continues having experience lost at Christmas. 
Wait, see my reading, everyone. Despite and what I like about this, the subtle, subtle use of Christmas in Jaws of Revenge is that it gives gives it an uneasy, un undercurrent. Despite Sean's death, it continues. All right, having experienced loss at Christmas, I know how uh, subverted it can feel. I've often felt like doing a Michael Brody and uh, running up at running up that beach. Uh, a scene where Michael, you see him running down the beach uh, and everything. I mean, all right, right here, there's a picture. Um, uh, I believe this is uh, at um, Ellen's house in Amity Islands. Christmas tree, they're opening Christmas presents. I'm not sure if it took place. No, it wasn't. This was uh, an earlier Christmas for them because when they went down to the Bahamas, it was Christmas Eve. All right. Uh, she was just opening up our presents that her grandma, Thea was a little girl, Mike's daughter. She opened up presents that her grandmother gave her. All right. In, in many ways, the film is about grief and Ellen trying to escape it by heading to the Bahamas. But like the shark, it follows. There may not be uh, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, or future, but the ghosts of the past are certainly there with Chief Brody's off-screen death and Ellen getting echoes of the past with the Sipra flashbacks, even if they aren't even events uh, she never saw. I'm sure Martin would have told her about them. Yeah, that was another thing. There's there's this, there's scenes, and especially at the end, she's, uh, or even throughout the film, she's getting flashbacks of uh, Sean getting killed, which she didn't see, only the audience saw. She gets... Um, we get us, we get scenes from the original Jaws right before Chief Brody blows up the shark, and <laughs> okay, <laughs> the audience knows, and like like it said here, I'm sure Chief Brody told his wife on, on what happened. Uh, so anyway, uh, where am I? Where am I? Uh, the ghost uh, of the present are are her family and her worry that uh, the hell am I? Oh, the ghost of the present are her family and her worry that her only remaining son may die because of the shark and the future is her possible uh, new one with Hoagie. All right. Some of you probably go, this fool doesn't even know how to read. I don't know how to read. If you've been listening to the show, you know. Uh, ultimately, Ellen realizes she can no longer run from her fear and, most, and must face it uh, head on, which she does with the bow of the boat. Yeah. I'm having trouble linking that to, to Dickens. Um, I'm just reading this pretty much word for word. All right, I'm almost done. Uh, so alongside Christmas with the, with the cranks, I'll also be spending Christmas with the Brodies watching Jaws of Revenge, uh, witless sipping of Bahama Mama. Hey, Bahama Mama, yes, it's not a patch on Jaws. No one is even trying to pretend it is, but it still reminds me when I first rented it. At age 12. This is what the article guy. Whoever wrote this article. Uh, Dean Newman. Uh, so he rented this film. I saw it in the theater. So that's how old I am. Uh, like it or not. It's part of the Jaws series. You can ignore it if you want to. But I don't. And it shall long remain top of the tree. And part of uh, my essential Christmas themed film viewing. Words of Dean Newman. If you There's a video. Of uh, I assume this is some kind of commentary. I'll have to. Uh, posted on the Facebook page, but um, yeah, that this film, <laughs> I love what they did here. There's a picture of Jaws of Revenge, and 
Bruce. Well, I guess it's not Bruce anymore. I don't know what they call this, but I'm sure they still called it Bruce, the shark, actually. Um, coming out of the water and has got a Santa hat on. You know what movie I should do? I saw it once. I should watch it again. Santa Jaws. That movie was crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, this the, the, again, it, it takes place uh, in Amity Island, then goes down to the Bahamas all during the holidays. Um, what was I, I forgot. Oh, Mario Van Peebles. Uh, with the film, there is a theatrical ending and a uh, a cut ending. The th- theatrical ending was when Hoagie, or not Hoagie, um, Jake, uh, Mario Van Peebles' character, he ends up getting killed uh, by the shark, uh, trying to get uh, Mike's little shocker thing that he st- they stick. Uh, no, it was Jake's uh, little shocker thing that he sticks inside of uh, the shark's mouth. Ends up getting killed and sucked into the water. That was what we saw in the theater. But when this came out on VHS, it said, oh, with a new ending. And they're like, wait, what? And um, yeah, it had a new ending. Pretty much the same thing when Jake gets taken down by the shark and we see him underwater. Uh, at the end, um, well, in the theater, again, really quick. The, at the end of the theatrical version, the Ellen rams the shark with the boat, the front of the boat, and then... Uh, while she's having flashbacks of Chief Brody uh, shooting the shark in the first film, and smile, you son of a bitch, and then poof, it blows up. Right when that happens, um, she she rams the shark with the front of the boat, and then it blows up. How does it blow up? I I don't know. I didn't make the movie, but <laughs> it blows up, and it made no sense uh, when I first saw it because I was like, how did this thing blow up? I mean, that boat. I don't think that boat was going that fast. To hit a shark and blow it up, but all right, whatever. Um, the 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 uncut uh, or the um, the cut version made a little more sense on how the shark died. Um, same thing. She's going at the shark full speed. Um, uh, the little thing that they jammed in its mouth, uh, they were hitting it with some kind of flash, and it was shocking the shark, so it was able to come out of the water, uh, raise its head up out of the water, and roar. Uh, uh, let me add that. Um, from what I understand, sharks don't have vocal cords, but I guess when you're getting shocked in the mouth, maybe it makes you roar. I don't know. But anyway, kind of reminded me of, um, uh, the King Kong roar, uh, from the seventies uh, King Kong. But anyway, so they hit it one last time. It jumps up out of the water, roars and Ellen, the, uh, the little pointy, I guess the, the front part of the boat had a big, like staff or something sticking out of the front um that was what was uh jake was hanging on to but then when he got taken down by jaws it broke it so it was all sharp she slams it into the shark it goes through him and kills the shark but it just impales it and then it just breaks the whole front of the boat off and then that's how the shark dies you see it sink into the bottom of uh of the ocean that one was a little more believable then the boat the boat hitting it and then blowing up i, I remember like what, what what did i miss something did did they throw in explosives or whatever but it, that's how the movie goes but uh it it's again for me it's a guilty pleasure uh i liked it when i first saw it my friends that i went to go see it with they hated it they're like why did we see this why did i waste my money on it 
I had to see it. I already saw the first three movies. This was the new one I had to see. Um, no, that one was Jaws 3. I remember uh, when I was a kid going down to Universal Studios in Hollywood, they were hyping up Jaws 3D, and it was everywhere. Billboards all over the park and everything. So um, that was awesome. If you didn't see that in 3D in the theater, you, you don't know what you're missing. Not this random blue one that they got uh, on, on Blu-ray and everything. You had to see that with the polarized 3D glasses. But um, but when this one came out, um, no internet. So the only way we knew was going to the movies pretty much every weekend, seeing the posters in the lobby. Like, whoa, got another Jaws movie? Like, what the hell is this? And then we see um, on the cover, on the poster, you see Ellen. Uh, but at that, we were like, well, who is who, who the hell is that? And then when we saw the trailer, we were like, oh, that's uh, Ellen Brody. Um, Aaron Gray, it was good. That, that, Lorraine Gray, I'm sorry. Uh, rest in peace, Aaron Gray. Um, shortcake uh, from Happy Days. But Lorraine Gray, I believe she passed as well. I'm not, I could be wrong. Uh, if, if I'm wrong, then uh, don't, uh, don't beat me. But um, yeah, I already watched this. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, Lorraine Gray. No, she's. I'm. Um, sorry, Miss Gray. She's still alive for some reason. I thought she had passed. I'm t- totally sorry. Uh, but yeah, she's she's still she's still out there. Uh, Lance Guest, Michael Brody, he's still out there. Uh, Mario Van Peebles is Jake. Uh, Sir Michael Caine is Hoagie. Uh, rest in peace, the uh, Judith Barris, uh, their daughter Thea. She. Oh, that, it's a sad story. I, I I don't even want to get into it, but she she passed. Uh, uh, I think she passed. Yeah, back she was age ten, and she passed in uh, nineteen eighty eight. Um, probably shortly after this film, well, the next year after this film, uh, came out. Um, who else was in this? Uh, Karen Young. She was uh Carla Brody and uh, Mitchell Anderson. He was Sean Brody. And then Lynn Whitfield, she was Louisa. And then there was a bunch of other people. Uh, even uh, Mario Van Peebles' dad, Melvin Van Peebles, he was in this. Uh, Fitz Jane Courtney as Mrs. Taff and Lee Farrell as Mrs. Kittner. Uh, again, uh, Lee Farrell, rest in peace. She passed last year. Uh, she was Mrs. Kittner. Um, it was cool to see them uh, when uh, when they popped up on the screen in the beginning. But... Um, this film, it is what it is. It, it's, it's goofy. The, the thing that was real funny that made me laugh the most was, uh, when they're down in the Bahamas, when you see the shark in the water, you can clearly see, uh, on how fake it looks, <laughs> but Hey man, this is in the all or nothing days where they made this shark. Not like today when you can just CGI it up, uh, like the Meg, Ugh, Meg. Oh, they're coming out with a part two as well. Oh, trash. Do I have it in my library? Of course I do. <laughs> I love shark movies. So, yeah. But anyway, um, the the design of the shark, it was it was it was what it was. I mean, it it, it makes me laugh. But it's like, oh, my God. I mean, but they they made it. And it it served its purpose in the movie, and it's goofy. I mean, there is times where you can't see uh, the mechanics of it uh, on the bottom parts. Um, but 
it didn't have the jowls uh, like Bruce did in the first film. <laughs> but from what I understand, I think they did use the same uh, body mold. Maybe they just kind of fixed up uh, the front of it. Um, the thing about this one is uh, its mouth moved, but it, it mainly stayed open the whole time. Um, go look on pictures on IMDb of the shark if you have no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, again, I don't think um, this kind of shark can uh, swim around in the warm waters of the Bahamas. But uh, again, I, I didn't make this movie. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the pictures right now. There's a lot of good uh, shark pictures of um, uh, it in action and then how uh, they moved it. All the rigs. Uh, that were under it that uh, that moved it all and how they had it pop in and out of the water, uh, all the tracks that it was on. I mean, I'm I'm really fascinated with this type this type of stuff, especially for uh, films like this that I love. I mean, even going down to Universal Studios and seeing Bruce come out of the water, and you can clearly see it's on a track and, and everything. But I mean, it's cool. I mean, what I love about the whole Jaws series is this is my childhood from when I was a uh, uh, a little guy in the 70s all the way into my teen years uh, in 87 uh, when the final film came out. Always talks of remaking the original one. I say leave the film alone, but um, that's just what Hollywood does. I, mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. But um, I think my favorite scene in this uh, was when the there the, the, there's a lady and these kids are riding on one of those uh, banana boats or whatever that the boats are pulling and then the shark comes up and then takes uh, the lady off uh, off it she's like in its mouth ah it's all in slow motion you see blood pouring out everywhere and then she she gets taken underwater um uh, i'm sure it scared the hell out of all those little kids <laughs> that they were on the banana boat i mean of course knowing it's fake but even still seeing that big thing coming out of the water and grabbing that lady in the blood uh and everything but i'm sure they had big conversations with them this is fake she's fine she's just pretending action so but uh jaws of revenge is definitely a um like this guy that wrote this article it is a timeless um holiday classic uh, again, I'm sure some of you are probably going, yeah, right. But anyway, <laughs> uh, what I loved about another thing on the poster, uh, it said Jaws of Revenge. It says this time it's personal. Uh, let me read the back of the Blu-ray. Blu Once again, the peace of Amity and the lives of the Brody family are shattered by bloodthirsty shark and Jaws of Revenge. Lorraine Gray reprises a role as the now widowed Ellen Brody who finds herself uh, reliving the horrors of the past when a mammoth shark kills her son. Grief-stricken, she travels to the Bahamas to be with her other son, marine biologist, uh, and his and his family. Oh, marine biologist, and it's in parentheses, parentheses landscapes, uh, and his family. There, she meets and falls for a carefree airplane pilot, uh, Academy Award winner Michael King, just as she is starting to put her life back together. Hoagie was Michael King. Uh, the nightmare of the past returns when her granddaughter is attacked uh, by an all-too-familiar great white shark. Determined to end the terror once and for all, Alan sets out for a showdown to the death. Um, Michael Caine as Hoagie, I liked him in this. I thought he was cool, but uh, from what I understand, he never saw this movie because he just knew it was going to be terrible. 
And the only reason he did this movie was to get that paycheck so he can build a new house. <laughs> so, hey, you do what you got to do because the struggle is real for everybody out there because things are tough all over. Even if you're an Academy Award winner and a movie star, uh, you still got to pay those bills. So, Michael Caine, Sir Michael Caine, this is for you, brother. <sighs> anyway, um, that's going to be it this episode. Uh, if you listen to the whole thing, thank you. If not, and you just skipped over this one. Hey, this is um, the stuff that I like to do. Uh, movies that I'm going to cover. I mean, it's, it was set during the holidays, man. So I don't know. what to, I, don't, I didn't make the film. I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, uh, come back next time for another one. Uh, maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not the day after. But you're definitely going to get 12 uh, random days of Christmas this month. So, all right, everyone. That's going to be it for tonight. Uh, so until then, um, just be safe out there. Keep your feet out of the water and uh, party on. Peace. Peace.